a board draw with no plan B and a 5-0 thumping. But it's fine. And how dare you be so negative? My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Um, how are we doing boys? Bumper podcast this week with those two games to go through. Um, a heap of things to consider on the hot topic that is Robbie Nielsen. Uh, do you hate him or do you clap for him? Um, and looking ahead. Uh, but first, we recorded last week in the dying hours of transfer deadline day. That seems like a long time ago. Um and you probably realised by now we got trolled a fucker by that guy <laughs> saying that uh, Jamie McGrath was coming to the heart. <laughs> um, these things happen. They don't play with a 10 anyway, like Paddy was saying. So who needed him? <laughs> um, right, first up, some uh, some news and bits and bobs. Uh, Cameron, you're our, our correspondent for Ewan Henderson. So kick us off. What one year contract hey. extension? I believe he's back on loan. He is. He is back at so loan. Signed a contract and went straight. Out. I think. I think we all knew that was going to happen as soon as Sims came in. It makes sense. Yeah. Like he was, he was playing well and getting first team football. So, no, um, sensible decision. I think. Aye, definitely. Could you see him going there and scoring similar numbers again for the second spell? I don't see any reason why not. I think certainly. He's, he's more than capable and he's shown he's more than capable at that level. So, yeah, I think he, if he goes and, and does the same kind of stint that he's just had, come the start of next season, you've got to think he'd be in the plans. That was my next question. Do you think if he goes and puts in a near 20-goal season in League One, Jinky's going to be in at least the fringes next season, perhaps? I'd, I'd think so. I think at some point we'll look to carry a bit more depth than, than we currently are, I think. There's there's an element of where we are in the season, and I think they might have looked at where we are as third place, and actually we don't need to carry as many as as, as we might need to if we were going to challenge next season. I think it's a different prospect at the moment. You know, we look quite secure where we are, so yeah. going with the two strikers in the squad probably enough. Right, fair enough. Um, he, he, do you know he did score for Alloa at the weekend on his second debut. Of course he did. You didn't, you didn't even need me to tell you that. Of course he scored again. <laughs> um, something that kind of goes hand in hand with that, looking at next season. Um, Hearts are wanting a B team in the Lowland League. Um, now that is if we don't get the Reserve League back, which seems to be a bit of a contentious issue with kind of half the Premier League teams wanting it, half the teams not. Um, but I, like you say, we're going to need a deeper squad next season for those eight extra European games and big cup runs so we're going to have a deeper squad and they're going to need to play some minutes aren't they yeah no, absolutely it's uh, yeah very much at the moment we're, we'll get away with this kind of size squad that we, we do but if you if you add more games and like you say if we are in Europe next season um, then then absolutely you're going to need more players mm-hmm. and the next step being you know if you, if you want to go and challenge for a league you can't challenge with a squad the size we've got it's too small <laughs> or with a manager we've got you could say. <laughs> we'll come on to that. Um, Hammy, Paddy, uh, big big uh, criticisms of the old firm uh, wanting these B teams in, in like Lowland Leagues or whatever it is they're actually in. I don't know. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jink? It's uh, a bit more of an understanding behind it all. Jink, it would be a bit more acceptable for Hearts to have one. I don't like it. 
um, the Spanish leagues do it, and that's a massive thing over there at the moment. They're this, where it's not liked either. It just, I think it, I, I prefer a reserve league to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, in Spain, the problem is some of these B teams are better than a lot of <laughs> a lot of the first team, like first team of actual clubs. So they're taking places in in the second division and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I'd rather a reserve league back than a B team, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Fair enough. Hammy, any strong thoughts on it? Nah, I, I think we need something, though, exactly what you said. I think what Paddy says is right, though, as well. You know, I can imagine a Rangers being Celtic B team doing quite well. I would imagine they would they would probably compete at a sort of League One, maybe even a championship level. And I think the way that our league's set up at the moment is pretty poor anyway, so just chucking in a couple old firm teams and possibly a Hearts team, just I don't think you're fixing a problem. I think you're actually just making it worse. It would kill clubs. It would yeah. actually kill some of the yeah. clubs. But just to clarify here, there is already Celtic and Rangers B teams. Yeah, the Colts. No, they're Colts teams. And Hearts would be in the same as that. But there was quite tight um, rules around that. Like it's a very, it's very young teams only. For those Colts teams, I'd imagine it'd be the well, it would be the same rules for Hearts. The biggest yeah. problem with it, Jarvis, sorry to interrupt, is it makes it the rich get richer in this system. And I'm already annoyed with the old farmers as it is. So <laughs> <laughs> you want to detach us from anything, yeah. I, just... right. I get it. I just you, you've got to think people like um Finlay Pollock, who is playing under. <laughs> He's playing under 18 football for Hearts and he's getting man of the match week in, week out just now. Um, like he's not getting challenged. What's he learning from playing there? But you want someone like that to be around the club still. You don't want to have to loan them out and then they're completely away from the training base. You know what I mean? So like, they should get the reserve league back. But if there's only like six teams wanting it, that's not going to happen. I'd imagine there's only six teams wanting it because some of these teams can't justify running that many players. There's oh, yeah, I was about to ask that question. Yeah. yeah. Is that the reason why they just can't afford to run? But, um, I, I don't know if it's financial, if it's just lack of depth. She'd probably find they would end up being a, just a bit of a, a void in the reserve teams where you'd have, like, eight players that are under 18. You know, a couple of fringe players. But I guess that's what it's meant to be. Scottish football is murder, eh? No, it's times like this where you're just reminded, oh, there's a wee bit tin pot here still. <laughs> and there's someday like leading this whole thing on 400 grand a week, uh, a year, sorry. Right. Jesus. Probably refusing to comment. Um, right, we'll see what happens there. Um, one way or another, we're going to need something, you know. Um, Martin Boyle scored on his debut over in the Saudi League. However, Igor Rossi also scored, and he scored too forever in our shadows, even over in the Middle East, Hibernian. Um, I've done some really unnecessary uh, digging into Joe Wright, who is the centre-back that's been linked to Hearts this week. Um, he's training with the club, or he's going to be training with the club, and he could get a contract offer from us. His last game was the 9th of May last year, and he had to go off injured uh, after 26 minutes playing right back for Doncaster Rovers. That's an English League 1. They finished 14th, just to give you context. 
He was stretchered off after falling awkwardly, damaging both his knee and ankle. Uh, Syrian. But I found, I did find that uh, the previous January, uh, he was linked with Preston North End, um, who drew Savage, of course. That was his former club. So Savage has obviously had his eye on him for a wee while. Must be an admirer, so that's no doubt why he's here now. So we'll see. If he gets himself up to speed, then he'll probably deserve a contract. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the news. That's all the transfers. Week after January transfer window. Depressing. (laughs) It's February now, so lighter nights will be coming back. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Just as well, considering almost every one of our games is at 7.45 at night. Again this week. We'll come on to it. We'll be looking I'm ahead. Not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I said to you at the weekend, I was, I've never been more glad that we didn't have a home game on Saturday, though, because <laughs> that would have been horrendous in that weather. Right. That was a brutal day. Not a nice do- not, not a nice day for a dog walk. Um, nice day if you're a duck walk. <laughs> I don't know. Right, Hibs. <laughs> uh, Cameron, they had loads of pyro. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> Uh, it was. I mean, do you know what? It was good to see and also upsetting to see at the same time because <laughs> it shows that it's possible, but that we've chosen not to do it. <laughs> um, I, I like it for the big games. I, we used to do it at Tynecastle. I want to see it back. No, there has to be Pyro back. Has to be. But it, was on, it was one of the obviously the rugby have it as well. On the, so yeah kind of double dose it on the TV over the, the few days. <laughs> so much pyro in Edinburgh, just in all the wrong places. Um, and, I, and the game itself certainly had some fireworks. Um, Hammy, uh, as the lineups came out, we were all together for it. We were watching in the diggers. I was waiting for your uh, tickets to come down to your loyalty point level. I've somehow got thousands and the tickets sold out. <laughs> <laughs> but Hammy, as the lineups came out, uh, we were quite concerned about the lack of depth uh, with Halkett and Suter out. And there was only Peter Haring on the bench who could possibly play as a defender. Eh? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a fairly standard team. I think with Suter being out, it was, it's a bit of a miss, especially now that Halkett's out. And even if you drop down your sort of third choice, Smith is also out. Just Kingsley, Civic and Moore at the back, Halliday and Atkinson at left and right back. And then the rest of the team sort of picks itself with Benny and Devlin. Barry Mackay, Boyce and Sims uh, starting up from it was yeah, like you said, it's a bit of a patchwork defence. We we brought this up a few weeks back during the transfer market when we said we really needed some cover because we might lose Suter and then he got injured and then because Halkett had taken a, a couple of knocks and had to go off and we were a bit thin there and we chose not to do anything about it other than sort of signing Civic but um. Yeah, I think it showed more so in the Rangers game that we'll get on to, um, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that squad, from what we had, the players we had, that was pretty much what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were quite shaky at the back, really. As you would expect it as well with this makeshift back three. They'd only just got together, especially at set pieces. They, they looked a bit lost at times. Um, Paddy... Toby Sibick had a fantastic game. 
I'm not sure if you heard, that was his first game playing as a kind of centre, centre-back, if you like, uh, and also his first 90 minutes since October last year. Um, were you impressed? Uh, I'll have to take your word for that, Jarvie. I was pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Should say, to, to be fair to Paddy, he was at the diggers very early afternoon to get us a nice big table. So he he was like equivalent of end of night out by kickoff. Jumbo juice was flowing. <laughs> Fair play for well, Hammy Subic. Good, yes. Yeah, he did. He had a he had a good game. He slotted him well. He said a position that we would normally have one of Salkat or Hooter, uh, Halkett or Suter there, who would be a bit more commanding. But um, he did. He's athletic. He's he, he is good with the ball at his feet. So he, he feels a bit like a Suter. But we yeah we we did seem to miss a presence in the box especially mm-hmm. with balls coming in. And I mean, they had a goal sort of chopped off as well. And it was just a simple ball into the box. Um, that's something we were missing. Somebody who who's big and can attack the ball with their head. Yeah. Well, Craig Halkett, of course, is number, I think I'm sure he's still number one in the in the cinch prem for headers one at the back. Defensive headers or jewels, whatever it fell under. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm even saying it, we're missing Halkett big time. <laughs> um, Civic <coughs> was uh, was very good. He, uh, one goals, he was e- at one point he was even in goals, <laughs> saving saving a ball off the line. What a guy! Uh, we were we were very lucky as well. Like Kevin Nisbet, he couldn't hit a barn door if he was stood half an inch away trying to piss on it. <laughs> that guy is well out of form. Uh, so that was good. Um, I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast, other than Paddy, who saw the game. It was definitely a penalty. It was definitely a penalty. <laughs> I don't remember it, but it was definitely a penalty and a handball. <laughs> um, I, Paddy, a wee bit more detail. The Stevenson illegal rugby tackle one. Why? It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Like, how that's not good. The referee's in a good position for both of them. Like, you're a referee, Jarvie. You, like... It's, indef- it's indefensible. Ah, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's it can only be. You could only say that Don Robertson just simply shat it. He knew Stevenson was on a yellow already. I think it's because he just booked him. Yeah, exactly. He just straight up shot himself. And I think it looked to me when you look at the referee during the incident, it's like he's thinking and thinking and thinking. Then the ball kind of goes away. And then he's like, ah, too much time's passed. I'm just not going to give it. <laughs> he just straight up shot himself. Uh, Cameron, what about the other one? Um, it was a, a pass back. By the way, two weeks in a row. What is the chances of that? <laughs> Free kick inside the box. Um, is that a penalty for you, the handball? It's not as clear cut as the first one um, at all. Um, I didn't, I remember at the time not thinking it was, um, but. It's one of those, I think, you claim it if it was yours and then if you're on the other side, obviously, you're, you're going to say it's not. I don't know, you see them given, but um, what what annoyed me more about that is that we have had that situation twice now. And I know they don't come up very often, but you would like to think that the second time you've had it, we would have had some sort of plan. Um, mm. we, we never had a plan the first time against Motherwell. We never had a plan again. It's, yeah. I don't know, it seemed odd to me that we didn't have something worked out for them. But. Well, did you hear, you like this, Cameron, John Robertson was co-coms for the game and he was saying afterwards that 
Um, you should never indirect free kick, obviously. So you've got to take a touch before it's hit. But he was saying you should pass it twice because as soon as that ball's touched, they're going to be charging towards you. So, you know, roll it and play it across goal and then get, you'll get an angle on it at goal. But that's a, one of the most clinical finishers to ever play in Maroon for you. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. He's a man that would know. <laughs> um, but I like that. It was very, very cheeky. Um, in terms of the, the kind of shape and the way we played, um, you've got to think it, it would be quite simple to set up against Hearts, right? You've got Barry Mackay, who's going to set set is going to create everything in the middle, and you've got two wing backs. There's no wingers, so if you nullify those threats, then we're not going to create anything. And that's exactly what happened, wasn't it? Yeah, Hibs done really well. They pressed us really high, and they just. Yeah. Benny and Devlin, like they can't do they're ball winners in there, they're not playmakers. You press them with the ball and it, they can't do anything. And then you've really got either you're gonna have to try and play it long to Boyce or Sims, which they didn't want to do. So it was usually going back to the defense, who would then just play it long anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Barry Mackay would be very, very isolated. He's up there trying to do everything himself. And I, th- I think when when teams press like that. You find that we we don't play well, and you saw the same against Rangers as well. But you know what would help with scoring goals? Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the issues was Cameron. It felt like Hibbs just went right. See Devlin and Benny. Yeah, they're not going to score, and that's why you saw Benny and uh, Devlin having quite a few chances because Hibbs just went, just give them the ball. Yeah, well, they've they've obviously done their homework, watched the tape, and went those two guys. Either don't shoot or can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> would you say, um, I was going to ask you, Paddy, it's no point. Uh, would you say it's quite harsh? A lot of people saying Barry Mackay had a shite game. Um, they said the same about Rangers as well now. Crazy. But um, is it his fault that there was just no no plan B? I mean, it was quite clear that we were getting overrun in midfield. It was quite clear that Devlin was chasing shadows again. And Haring wasn't coming on till the 90th minute. What jinks going on there? I think with the Haring one, there's an element of it's what Hammy said. I think we obviously thought we had to hold him in case we needed an extra centre back, which was the the worry at that point. But you're mm-hmm. right, the midfield, and it's not the only game that's happened. It, it evaporated in the first half versus Celtic as well. Um, and when that happens. You've got guys having to run around and do either end up completely isolated or they're having to run back into the park to get the ball. And when you play the position Barry Mackay plays for us, you're just going to be lost at the game. It's, it's, it's similar to like when we've seen Boyce do too much work at times and he's end up running around everywhere. It's, it's, it's that point. You either do that or you don't get the ball. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, as for the wing backs who were vital for the way we, we play, Andy Halliday had a bad game. Shock. <laughs> uh, and Nathaniel Atkinson, Cameron, he's not a... He's not a defender. <laughs> he's a winger that we've, we've told ourselves is a defender. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And we'll go on to Rangers, where <laughs> he got his arse ripped apart by Ryan Kent. We'll come on to that. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't be much fun to go to a casino with Robbie Nielsen, would it? Because he never takes a gamble. Oh, oh Jesus. 
Such a dad. <laughs> you must have, well, I was with you. you. You must have been as frustrated as I was that we weren't trying to take the game by the throat in that second half. And we just seemed to settle for it. Yeah, it was. It was. We, I, I think there's a there's a mixture of things. So I just I don't I seem see that game. I just felt that we could have played that for like three days and we wouldn't have scored. It yeah. was just we just we were just weren't set up right. And I feel like we seem to say this every week now at the moment. We're just we just get hounded in midfield and we can't create anything. And we're really we're trying to catch teams on the break a bit too often. And we don't really have that, is what Cameron said. Boyce is coming so deep. Sims is, is looks all right, but again, he's so isolated because Boyce is coming so deep to try and create things. It's just, I think we need to switch up the way that we play at the moment. And um, I think there was a lot of hope on Atkinson would be able to come in and really help our issues. But I was, I was reading earlier on that folk now want Smith to play again. They don't like Atkinson. A fickle fan base, isn't it? <laughs> right, I mean, well, let's let's transition into the Rangers game and we'll, we'll pick up more about, about Atkinson because um, he certainly got ripped to shreds for it. But uh, um, Rangers, the lineup, you must have been surprised that Sims wasn't on for the start over Boyce, for starters. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I was blown away when I saw McInerney starting. Um, not because I didn't necessarily want him to start, but I wouldn't have started him. I would have put Sims in for him, but just randomly chucking a McInerney at a game at Ibrox when he's barely played all season stinks mm. to high heavens of Levine stuff and he gets hooked at half time. Mm. It, it's just. You know what? I didn't I, think he played that badly. <laughs> when he was on, I thought he was one of our better that. players. I, I'd, I'd agree, Paddy. I really was, didn't think he was that bad. No, mean, at least like he's never looked bad. Yeah, <laughs> and like we're talking about the Hibs game, like we've got nothing going forward. Like he is a number eight. Put him in that that Hibs game. Yeah, yeah, it was it was funny. I mean, just before half time, I think he misplaced pass and then he chased somebody down and hacked them. And that was like the first real mistake I thought he made. Um, but I, I think the change was just because we were getting absolutely annihilated and it was like some sort of change of shape. Not, not, it wasn't because he had a shite half. Yeah. Um, Cochrane came in for Andy Halliday, who most definitely couldn't be trusted to start <laughs> at Ibrox. Um, how embarrassing was it when he got subbed on? <sighs> cringing in my seat. That was like the, one of the biggest cheers of the day. It's horrible. Aye, that was fucking awful. <clears throat> uh, that was Halliday, uh, Halkett and Suter, uh, but and Smith injuries, of course, um, which meant that Civic Kingsley and uh, that rubbish guy, Taylor Moore, <laughs> started as the back three. Um, run through the kind of kind of goals and pick up on some performances here. Um, first goal, it was abundantly clear from the get-go that Nathaniel Atkinson was not a defender, <laughs> as Cameron has been pointing point out for weeks. Um, as Ryan Kent turned him inside out for the fifth time in four minutes, beating him again to swinging across the Morelos to make it 1-0. Um, Atkinson, between Atkinson and Moore, kind of down their inner and outer channels, they just got absolutely destroyed by anyone coming their way, didn't they? Like Morelos, uh, Aribo and Kent, 
ripped them to shreds in that first do not, match. Do you not think so that if if you've got a guy who's really struggling on one side, it's going to make the other one look like Taylor Moore suddenly has a two on one rather than a one on one a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, I think Atkinson started hiding as well. Um, as that game went on, um, I really wasn't impressed by him at all. <laughs> really quite worrying. But see, saying that, see when we're at home and we're against anyone outside of, um, you know, like Celtic Rangers, like probably play him at home against Hibs and Aberdeen and everyone else even, then he'll do fine when we're on the front foot and we've got possession and we're playing it a bit. But, oh Christ, I'd happily never see Atkinson already after that game play again. Or, or, we, just play, or, or we just play him as a winger because he looks all right going forward. <laughs> that could be it. Maybe he could just go and play off. Sims and Boyce and that. <laughs> well, one or other, like, 40 wingers, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, it was really quite scary stuff uh, watching at times. Um, we we did go close early on. It, it was Atkinson. Um, a beautiful ball over the top from a Kingsley. Never roll it down. I'm sure it was Kingsley played a kind of ball from the centre, hooked it back, and Rangers defence fell asleep. Atkinson smashed it across goal. Uh, and went close. Could, could have been a different story. Um, it was somehow 1-0 at halftime. <laughs> somehow. It could have been 4, quite easily. Um, and I, McInef, went off. Um, and I thought, I thought the second half, we actually started off quite well. I thought we had 10 minutes of quite a good spell. I agree. I, I, I thought we were actually dominating the game at that point. But yeah. And I also think, I can't remember who it was, but there was definitely a Rangers player that should have been sent off. There was a couple of tackles that went in on Hearts players that were studs up and just threw the player. And it was only yellows because obviously it's the SFA and they're no sending a Rangers player off at Ibrox. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Um, in that second half as well, uh, Calvin Bassey even tried to give Cammy Devlin an assist. He'd have threw to him. Um, and he chipped McGregor, but it went wide. So again, it's it's these clubs just taking the piss out of our centre midfielders, <laughs> letting them have shots not, pass it back. You don't think when you talk about the midfield that this would have been the game, considering you're away and you're not at full strength at the back. This would have been the game to play the three in midfield rather than the two. Like we we that's where we're constantly thin, and mm-hmm. I think putting an extra man in there. Maybe I, we've not seen it, but what if you put, you know, Devlin, Benny, and Harren in there across that midfield just to bolster it in some kind of way? Yeah, it certainly would have made sense. Uh, considering Rangers, the, the center central midfielders that Rangers have got, you know, and luckily they kept a few of them on the bench. Um, Harren Ramsey did never never even had to come on. You know what I mean? They could. Yeah. <laughs> um. The second goal, uh, Morelos just simply walked through our defence, played a wee one-two with Kingsley and put it in the back of the net. Um, Kingsley had a very quiet game. Very quiet game. Um, third goal, uh, terrible defending from Cochrane uh, and Kingsley's channel, uh, this time with Kamara strolling through the defence, putting Cochrane on his arse and then sliding it past Craig Gordon. Uh, the fourth goal, was it was a very nice reverse pass from Kent to Artfield that made it four, uh, and the fifth, Sibic couldn't keep up with a, I think it was Kent, who just simply slid it across to Sakala to make it five. 
what more do you say? Pretty much. We were very much outplayed by the better players. Um, we were just faster and stronger. And I'll be honest, they just looked like they wanted it more. We didn't look like... After the sort of second, it was just like we down tools, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, it was always the worry of them coming off the, the game they'd had midweek, um, mm-hmm. that they would be so fired up for this. But that's not an excuse. No. It's not an excuse, no. And I mean, to be fair on Atkinson, Ryan Kent is up there as one of the best players in the league, and he was on fire. Like he, you could say, he was almost unplayable. And Atkinson still getting his feet under the door. And I do hope he turns it around. I do hope he shows us some decent defensive ability. But he really did get torn to pieces at the weekend. Um, it was very quite. It was quite concerning. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, five no at the end of the day. You're within your rights to criticise any manager after a 5-0 defeat against anyone, aren't you? That's not how football works. <laughs> it doesn't do 5-0 for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's get into, into Nielsen um, and all the kind of debates around that. Um, but what we're going to do first is uh, go over to Hammy for Jambles kickback to tee us off, please. Away and don't talk a lot of shame. Yeah, I'll start off with some um, some of the nice comments about our, our defence in general and, and some that you brought up, um, Jarvie. Taylor Moore, public enemy number one this week. Now, it could have been pretty much anyone on that team, but um, somebody says he should never play for us again. Another one says he's a terrible, terrible player. Moore is a huddy. Sibic needs a talker in there beside him. Halka out for a few more weeks. Suter, question mark. Free agents should be looked at. And I once said he wasn't very good and there's no danger he's winning a contract here, but he was better than Civic, somebody says. Mm. Um, another one says he wasn't as bad as Cochrane. Now there is a player so completely out of his depth and takes no responsibility whatsoever. I pray to God we don't look to sign either of them. Remember, this is Cochrane and Taylor Moore who have up until a couple of weeks ago had pretty decent seasons. Um... Another one says, on the ball, he's no different than I would be, panicked and shitting it. Um, another one says, about Taylor Moore, dreadful the last two games. We'll be modelling sweaters for Gap within two years. At least we can easily get red come May. Civic's here until 2025. Scared face emoji. Oh, Shan. I, I know. But then we get into Nielsen, the perennial... Pain in everyone's side. We either love him and want to keep him or get rid of him. It's There's no middle ground for Nielsen. And if you criticise him, then you're as bad as the people who hired a plane. One says, um, the only positive I can think of is how pish Hibs must be not to score against the same garbage defence five days earlier. When you have a manager with the mindset ours has, it's no wonder the team play with no belief at this venue. He is a shite bag. And that was about Hibs. Um, Robbie having a pop at the end that's the scapegoat sorted this was the Rangers game he needs to shut his mouth no one full time whistle went he beat the ref it's embarrassing how many times he moans to the ref 
Alan says, doesn't matter how often it happens, the fact that his record in big games is shocking and how lucky he is to have, have us third is down to the fact Aberdeen and Hibs can't string a run of results together. Finish off, somebody says, this is what you get with Nielsen. Fully expect to win midweek 2-0 v Dundee, but when the big games come, Nielsen will never have that X factor to be top manager. I've always liked kickback. <laughs> Took a lot of sense on there. <laughs> um, aye, and just to say, I'm sure folk listening have probably seen my tweets. I've been um, quite critical of Nielsen off the back of that game. I was critical after the Hibs game as well. And the reasons being, it, it, it does feel like there's a serious lack of plan B. And it feels that Nielsen is just a big shite bag who doesn't commit, he doesn't go for the games. Like the Easter Road game, I really feel like we could have changed things up. We could have done something in midfield to gain more possession. We could have took the game by the throat and won that. And it feels like he settled for that draw very early on. And so the Tibbs and it cancelled each other out. And we just got beat 5-0. <laughs> of course you can entitle, uh, you're entitled to challenge a manager on that. But apparently not. So let's go through some of the responses that I've been exchanging. And can I just say, I've really enjoyed myself over the last couple of days. Can we make this a new segment? Because you, you get this sort of response all the time. Uh, I have went full Chris Boyd 2.0 on Twitter the last couple of days. Um, but I do stand by it. And my, my statement has been that I hope that Joel Savage is considering that upgrading Robbie Nielsen at the end of his current contract which is at the end of next season. Do I think that will happen? No. <laughs> He's more than likely going to earn himself at least another two-year deal. But in my opinion, we could upgrade the manager's position. And the reason being that we've upgraded every other part of the football department at the club since Savage has come in. Why would the manager not get upgraded? Is that ridiculous? I don't think so. Um, I think uh, like I said, if you say these things, you're immediately pawned off as you want to sack the manager immediately. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've made my thoughts about Nielsen very clear all season. I don't think he's the manager to take us forward, but you can't deny he's done a great job this season. He's got a start and we're, we are competing well at times, but we can't compete with, well, we have, but we, we fucking two draws against Hibs is shocking. Getting beat 5-0 of Rangers is also shocking. It's just disappointing, and it's these big games that he it, it just doesn't seem to do well. Yeah. And under Nielsen, played Celtic four times, Rangers three times, Hibs twice, and Aberdeen twice. One win, four draws, and the rest were defeats. Um, so the conversation's not just about performances against the old firm, but when people say like, how, how can you complain but in third? Like, I, I was just on some a Motherwell supporters Twitter earlier there, and I saw them saying, we're only fourth because everyone else has been shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same for us looking down as well. Everyone has been shite. But in terms of this thing, you've got to just be happy with third. Cameron, is that a big lack of ambition? Like, you, surely in your life you can't just say, I... I'm happy with third, forever. No, I think, but that's where your last word there is is the, the defining bit, and it's it, 
I think this really needs to be judged on where we are next season. Like this season, 100% the third is by far and away good enough. By our own judgment at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, we would never have been anywhere near third. So Not I by think, mine. Like, you do not count. <laughs> 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 but no, I think I think it's you're right. It should be. Uh, there's a dialogue there to be had. Um, but as a club, when you'll have set, and it's like any walk of life, if you're employed to, to do something, um, I'd imagine his his target probably wasn't even third going into the season, um, and and he'll deliver on that. So I think where you get to in terms of ambition is that this season, yeah, third is enough. But where do we go from here, and 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 when do you start? When do you start making those judgment calls? And I think there'll be much more difficult questions to answer going through next season if, as a club and as we should be our ambition is suddenly to move forward from third into challenging for first and second. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, even then, this isn't, a, this isn't a next season thing. Next season, for all we know, a main, um, main game plan could be to do well in Europe, maybe to get out of the Conference League, get as much cash in as possible. You know, with that fund, you invest it again. You know, you're then looking long-term, year three, year four, year five, and it might take that you know? I'll say I'd say one thing. Like I think you're talking levels about managers, and I think you're in agreement that there is certainly a different level of manager that you you could go out and get at some point mm-hmm. to take you over that next. And that's the same for any club. But what I think we should really value as well is the stability we currently have as a club, and Indeed. that as part of the yeah. progress and moving forward, it might not be the plan. You know two or three years down the line, but if he's the man for this season, next season, stabilises us, turns us into the, a club that can then make that step, then then that's fine. But yeah, but yeah you're right. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation. Totally agree with, with Cameron. Um, I think there's also a, a deeper-rooted issue here beyond Nielsen and Hearts, and that is Rangers yesterday, whether they're paying those wages or not, had a player on £400,000 a week on the bench. Mm-hmm. How can a fan-owned club in Scotland compete with that? Well, we like, can't. Honestly, we don't. if we don't, mm-hmm. how can we compete to get that sort of calibre of player? Now, is Aaron Ramsey at his best? No. But for the Scottish League, he is probably the most talented player in it at the moment. Have, you, just... seen the, have you seen those, those three guys? They are good <laughs> as well. It's just like, it's different levels. And I'm... I'm really proud of the way Hearts are, like Cameron said, we're stable and have stability. But we just... How Rangers can have a player like that on their team, especially a club that has already been liquidated once in the last 10 years, <laughs> can have a player with on that amount of money on their bench. It just is bewildering. Because they've got a load of players as well that are on much higher wages than any of our top earners are on. It's mental. Yeah. What do you think, Paddy? Even, say, a, a really nice five-year plan all went according to plan, do you still think we would be miles away from top two? If they're willing to spend the money that they've been in the last couple of years, then yeah. Because mm-hmm. even even with money from the Conference League and stuff like that, no, we can't miracle. compete with that. What's, no. our, what's our highest earner on? Five grand a week? Wouldn't be far off that. Like, yeah. That's one of their lower earners. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it it's, would be. it's just 
like we've done unbelievably well to come up and I I don't want just to settle for third but we we can't lure a loan even a loan deal for somebody on 400 grand a week like there's no danger we could get a player of that caliber wouldn't he want Aaron Ramsey anyway no, no, the, the transfer policy he's <laughs> too, too old, old. but mm. like it's just how are you meant to compete when, with teams spending 20 grand a week on a, a load of their players and Let's then see paying this, right? millions for them as well I know Let's see on this like it, it wouldn't bother me finishing third every year wouldn't actually bother me if we went to Rain, if we went to Ibrox and we had a team that you could clearly see set up to go and try and win. I totally agree with that. I, we, yesterday we were completely collapsed after the second goal, like Hammy said. Like we just weren't good enough after that. Yeah, but there is the other side of it. Like I said, like we just can't compete financially with it. I don't know, how, like where Rangers are getting this money from, but can't, <laughs> can't compete financially like, uh, with it. <laughs> I like how you've turned this into a totally different topic. <laughs> <laughs> the mind boggles, but but they're not actually paying Ramsey anything. Oh, is, he, is, is it? So he's just been loaned to them. You, they are getting not a cent off them. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, but you know, it's not like it's not like we've not won Scottish Cup, uh, Scottish Cups in recent memory. You know, I mean, you've got to beat the best to win these cups. Aye, but they're one-off games, aren't they? One of Which is maybe maybe what they should, the mindset they should be taking into playing Celtic and Rangers. Well, I was going to say, I mean, a trip to to Parkhead or Ibrox should be you should be going into these games with a, a cup final mentality and going giving it one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I agree. Saw yesterday, I was actually embarrassed, like getting texts off you know, of our Celtic and Rangers fans, embarrassed by that performance. Yeah. Do you know what? I think you make a good point there. When you go into a game where actually it was a free hit for us, considering what the scores had been across the rest of the league, we weren't going to drop any points. Yeah. And I'm going to say you could go into a game and take, you know, roll the dice and you might get hammered, but that's, you know, at least you went for it. We got hammered and didn't roll the dice. <laughs> exactly. And I tweeted that out. One of my only tweets, which never got me cancelled like Joe Rogan this weekend, was I'd rather we get beat today 5 2 than lose 3 0. Because, yeah, Hibs and Aberdeen had lost and Motherwell had Celtic earlier that day. So it was absolutely a free hit. And we looked like we were shiting ourselves <laughs> from the off. Uh, um, I'll, I'll say one thing. There's a, there's a huge um, element of it that rests on the players as well, like disappearing in big games. Yeah. And that well, can't be overlooked either. I definitely. Have you got someone in particular you mean from yesterday? I don't, well, to be honest, yesterday I feel like the whole team. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to pick out a, an individual, but I feel like at times, yeah, 100% there's an element that the manager sets out his stall, puts the team out there, but you know the players on the pitch have to then go and, go and do something with that as well. So mm-hmm. it, it rests amongst all of them. Here, here's something interesting for you on, on the game against Rangers. Um, I'm on looking at the the stats, and this is like where you get a man of the match from on a purely statistical basis. Our best player, statistically, is Aaron McInerney. He's one I wouldn't single out. 
I agree. I honestly think he had a decent game yesterday. Out of all our players. No, he did. He just kept it neat and tidy, done nothing stupid until just before half time, lost the ball once and t- made a foul. That was it. But you know what you get with him? Is he always runs after the ball as well. He puts in a shift. Nah, he's got a good engine. Like, um, play him more. Statistically, our worst players were Stephen Kingsley and Alex Cochran combined. Uh, sorry, like same score. Uh, Atkinson was ranked a wee bit higher, probably because he passed it about a bit more when he was going forward. Interesting. Um, just a couple more things on this. The Nielsen defenders, I won't call them happy clappers, Nielsen defenders have said, but look what happened last time. Nielsen left. You had the Craig Levine appoint and Cathro, then Levine appoint and Levine. But Levine's no fucking heat anymore. <laughs> ah, you can't be you know, worried about things that are going to happen that have happened. And that's what I've seen a lot of. It's like, oh, we've, we never went at Ibrox. Like, that shouldn't be your mentality. No. Yeah, that's bad. Like, oh, oh, just because we've no won there much in the last like, 10 years doesn't mean we can't then go there and win. Mm-hmm. Um, the odds are obviously against us, and I get that, but you're setting up to fail going in like that. Um, right. Yeah, we're in a much better position with Savage and the whole backroom team now. I'm not worried about some narcissist in the backroom giving himself a fucking job. <laughs> Imagine Savage gave himself the job. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he's probably on it. <laughs> Fan base would probably let him away, but um, aye, it just seems like such a, a shit response to it all. Like that was a, a very different time, although it was only whatever it was five years ago. No, something like time flies when you're having fun. A lot has <laughs> changed since then. Um, and like this stuff, Robbie got us promoted last time, finished third. He's got us promoted this time, but in third. Like, what more do you want? Like, I appreciate that, but you have to remember, yeah, we got promoted out of the championship with, with Hibs and Rangers in that league. But then when we came up, we were in the Premier League without Hibs and Rangers, and we got third. They assembled a very good young squad at that time. Fair play the first time. But again, there was reasons. There was planes flying over Tynecastle, and they left last time. Um, we're not there yet by any stretch of the imagination, and it's not going anywhere. Um, but I just feel like it's important that people need to consider that it's a very different, very different side now. Um, Levine isn't here anymore. John Murray isn't here anymore. Joel Savage has done a lot of work in the background. So will we see you at the plaza with the bedsheet Nielsen it soon, or <laughs> will it be a couple of weeks? Yeah. Uh, like I've said this whole time, it's like people, you know, um, you know, when you're reading an if you go on like he's goal and you get like the clickbait banners like ah. rushing women near you, <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you think there must be must be some gullible folk out there. That's like people seeing my tweets and they're just responding like, I can't believe this guy is wanting Nielsen out now. I've never said that. But what I'm saying is at the end of his contract, which happens to be at the end of next season, I hope that Nielsen uh, that Savage would consider upgrading him. I think that's a very balanced view of it. We're not calling for Nielsen to get sacked. He's had a good season, but let's just look who's out there. Right. Exactly. Good. That was a fairly light-hearted view at it, but I think we covered that quite well. Well, well done, boys. <laughs> um, let's let's look ahead. Back. 
You <laughs> should get Nielsen on the podcast. Aye, that'd be interesting. Do you think, do you think patting ourselves on the back is a bit Levine? <laughs> it's very Levine. <laughs> dear, dear Craig, well done for your result. Of the <laughs> sincerely, Craig. Um, right, looking ahead, this is a bit more fun. Um, Robbie Nielsen now leads the charge between now and the split. I want you to I want you to shout out your predictions, and you'll probably find that they're all very very similar, right? And then we'll this will set the tone for what the expectations are like now. So we've got Dundee at home on Wednesday. Win, draw, win. <laughs> uh, we've got Livy in the cup the following week, of course. Win, win, lose. St Johnston away. Win or draw, draw. draw. <laughs> St Mirren away. When Aberdeen at home, when draw Dundee United away, when when Livy at home for the third time this season, when 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 Ross County away, when draw draw <laughs> then uh, the Hibs at home, when when draw. Well, I have in my script here. So as you've heard, we think we could win every game. <laughs> <laughs> How many of those are uh, Saturday three o'clock kickoffs, by the way? Especially one, the home ones. <laughs> one or two. That's unbelievable. Eh? Oh, um, it, it's it's potentially two if um, if the Hibs game doesn't get flexed. But it'd be Livy and the. Oh, actually, if you include the Scottish Cup game, it's three because two Livy games at home. Well, what a treat! Davy Martin, uh, they'll come into Tyne Castle with ten behind the ball. Um, but that kind of shows you that the level of expectation you'd certainly hope that we would or could win every one of the games now between now and the split and we could very well have third place sealed up by the split like if the teams below us keep going on current form yeah, I just had a look. you know the teams below us if you take the four teams below us um, mm-hmm. across their combined last well their last five so their last uh, did I say four teams uh, last 20 yeah. games Across those, there's two wins. That's this league mad. is a fucking joke. <laughs> no, you should look. You should look because it's actually the bottom half of the table have a lot of green going on. They've started to pick yeah. up. It's, it's getting very um, cinched championship, actually. You're doing there, anything can happen. It's looking like that below third. Shout out to our broth. St. Mirren and ninth are two points off Hibs and fifth. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. That is really close. Tight league without the old form and mm. hearts. <laughs> um, but that, that's 24 league points up for grabs, plus the, the cup game in there. 24 points, so uh, we could very well, uh, providing all goes well, and uh, Nielsen keeps it keeps it steady. We will have third place in the bag, and we're off to Europe in July. Um, so I were playing Dundee on Wednesday, in dreadful form. Got to fancy that one. And we've got Livingston in the cup at the weekend. You've got to fancy us for that one too. Uh, Cameron, buy or sell? Buy or sell. So we didn't do one for the Rangers game, which is probably just as well. But um, there was four questions for the Hibs game. Um, They were hearts with over 11.5 shots, with over 5.5 of them on target. They didn't come in. Haring and Mackay, both to come back in the starting lineup from the Motherwell game before that. Um, also didn't come in. Oh, Hearts over 1.5 goals. Didn't come in. 
and there was no red card in the game as far as I can remember. So none of them came in. Yay. What that meant was on the week, um, Simon scored nothing because he bought everything. <laughs> Jarvie, Paddy, Hammy and Instagram all with one. I had two and Twitter had three. Wow. What a cheery bunch. Yeah. Um, well, that's done to the run totals is we have surprise, surprise, Paddy and last on 40, up to 45, where you find Simon, Hammy, and myself, up to 50. Oh, you sneakily done this without me noticing, Jarvie. And then <laughs> you're, you're one behind Instagram on 51 and Twitter still streaks ahead on 57. Jesus. That's a big gap now. All right. Well, here's your four to kind of start reeling that in. So I'll hit you with. Just so now, I wind up to it even more. <laughs> um, Hearts have scored one goal in the last three games, but in fairness, we've seen we've been over what those results were. So um, Hearts over one point five goals against Dundee. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna sell. Oh. <laughs> oh, I honestly think this game is going to be. Terrible, like oh, nil nil, just horrible game. Have you seen how bad Dundee have been? <laughs> like everyone else in the league is doing fine in the bottom six, and Dundee is not doing well. We're the team that are a team down in the luck really wants to play. Those. Oh no! Well, thanks for that, Hammy. You were supposed to buy it, but um, I bought it, and obviously <laughs> Simon's not here, and then tradition dictates that he has bought it. <laughs> um, so. The last game against Dundee, the game we completely dominated and managed to draw one all. Um, we had 72% possession. The line for this one is Hearts over 65.5. Bye. Bye. Bye's across the board there. That was easy. I should have said that higher. Um, Hearts to extend their lead midweek over fourth place. Now, for context, obviously we have Dundee and fourth place Motherwell play sixth place Dundee United. Sell. I'm selling as well. Um, well, so I, I missed the start of that. Can they draw and we win? Yeah, that would extend our lead, yes. Is <laughs> that the question? I'll, I'll buy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a buy. A sell for Hammy and Paddy. A sell for me, because I think they'll probably win. And Simon buys. And the last question, lineup-wise, do we see the return of the two-man strike force of Boyce and Sims for this one? Bye. I'm going to sell. Yeah, I'll sell as well. I need to be opposite from Simon to claw him in, so I'll sell. <laughs> uh, Simon's bought, obviously, and I'm I'm going to buy it. It's at home, surely. Mm-hmm. I think he might <laughs> try Sims up front of his end. Yeah, I, I Sims, and then play McInef in behind, hopefully. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't think we'll be that lucky. <laughs> Get this. Well, <laughs> Never know. there you go, gents. I will uh, update you next time, bro. Interesting. Um, no, no living sin picks there, Cameron. 
worth talking about? Are you expecting a, or Hammer, you've been very negative about Dundee. Are you expecting a, a tricky game at the weekend as well? Um, like, it's Scottish Cup, so it's always a bit of a banana skin for Mr. Nielsen. I think we should be beating them, but wait and see. Yeah. He's gone. Hmm? Are you going? Oh. <laughs> well, I might have forgot to buy my ticket, so I'll have to sit in another seat, but yeah. Sorry, I can't even make it. Got uh, in-law in stuff, sadly. Yeah. Got to be the first game I've not been in this season. Second, you missed the Celtic game. Wee. <laughs> not not for your choice. <laughs> Show it a bastard. Uh, the, does this go to extra time? Uh, I don't actually know. Maybe it might. Yes, it does. Because Hibbs just done it in the last round against mm. Cove. Cove. Aye. Good. Well, that, hopefully the weather's good for you if you're going you're sitting there for 90 minutes plus extra time plus penalties Dundee and Livingston in four days oh, oh the, <laughs> the cinch is unrivaled um, oh, thank you um, for all your time and all your lovely thoughts on Nielsen tonight boys um, thank you to Padman Productions for putting all this together uh, if you aren't following us on social media already you can do so and play along with by ourselves. We are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I would give you my Twitter handle, but you probably don't want to know it. Um, whether you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave a generous star rating if you enjoy the show um, or even supply, uh, some polite words. Um, so until next time, keep washing your hands with the hearts. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>